Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. What is up? Uh, It is Thursday, March 15th. By the time you all hear this, you know what it is. This is Ahmad, your host of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Let's get it. Yo, I'm so glad to be back. You know, I know it's been a couple weeks since you've heard from your boy, but, you know, I've been a little under the weather, so I couldn't really get to the studio to record. But I'm very excited to be back with um, um, a very, very fulfilling episode that will span over the next three to four weeks. Um, So I will, you know, discuss that a little bit more in detail um, in the Dig Deeper segment. But you know what it is. This is Thinking Outside the Boombox. I'm going to hit you up with a song of the week. Then we'll get into the Press Play segment where I'll, you know, talk to you about a lot of things that you should be looking out for. Things that have been released that you should check out. And, you know, upcoming albums, things like that. And then in the Dig Deeper segment, we'll get into, you know, something a little bit more serious. So without further ado, let's jump right into the song of the week. So the song of the week for this week, I must admit, um, I am very, very, very late to the game. So everybody knows Kanye West. You all know Kanye West, right? Yes, I thought so. So you know that in February of 2016, um, he released The Life of Pablo. So more than two years ago now, it doesn't even seem like it, but it has been. So the weird thing about The Life of Pablo is that uh, he released it exclusively through uh, streaming services. So there was, you know, no physical album. And also that he continued to add on to that album, like, 
months after it had been released. So for some reason, and maybe it's because I had already downloaded the album before this song was added and it never got updated, but for some reason, I am just now, audience, I tell you, and I feel bad about it. I feel like I slipped up. But I am just now, two years later, figuring out about a final song that got added to the track list of The Life of Pablo. And that song is Saint Pablo. Um, and honestly, it's one of the best songs on the album. And it features Sanfa doing the hook. It features Ye, like, lyrically, like, spitting some some serious bars, you know, that, you know, remind you of how he used to consistently spit back in the day. Like, St. Pablo is a joint, and it samples that, um, uh, the song Where I'm From by Jay-Z, which is an iconic song, and you'll, 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 you'll recognize that sample as soon as you hear the track, but I just, I feel bad that I, I had never heard this song, and, and from what I read, he, he added it to the album in June, June. So the album had been out for four months and then he added this song to the end. So I, I don't know what happened, but I I didn't I didn't hear this song until like a week ago, week and a half ago. And I just I cannot believe that it took me this long to figure out that this hidden gem was a part of the Life of Pablo album. But you know, regardless of all of that, that song is your song of the week for this week. So song of the week is Saint Pablo by Kanye West. Yeah. 908. LA time. Back in the lab and shit. My wife said I can't say no to nobody And at this rate we gon' both die broke Got friends that ask me for money Knowing I'm in debt And like my wife said I still didn't say no People tryna say I'm going crazy on Twitter My friend's best advice was to stay low I guess it's hard to decipher all of the bills Especially when you got family members on payroll The media said it was outlandish spending The media said he's way out of control I just feel like I'm the only one now pretending i'm not out of control i'm just not in a control i know i'm the most influential that time cover was just confirmation this generation's closest thing to einstein so don't worry about me i'm fine i can see a thousand years from now in real life skate on a paradigm and shift it when i feel like control conventional thought don't need to question i know it's antiquated so sometimes i get aggressive thank god for jay electra he down with the mission did it with no permission on our own conditions most blacks with money have been beaten to submission yeezy with the big house did it way different never listen to hollywood producers don't stare at money too long it's medusa the ultimate gemini has survived i wasn't supposed to make it past 25 yeah you're looking at the church welcome back to thinking outside the boombox it is now time for the press play segment as you may know, the press play segment is split up into three parts. Things that you should check out. That's where I get into some music videos, new songs, uh, tour dates that you really, you know, should be should be concerned about. You should be checking these out. You should be saving these, you know, bookmarking these on Twitter, saving them on YouTube, all of that. The rumor mill and announcements. That's where I talk to you, you know, about some rumors that may be floating around, announcements of tours that might not be all the way finalized, things like that. And then the upcoming and recently released albums. That's where I tell you about the albums that 
that were, you know, just releasing are still to come that you definitely need to keep on your radar. So let's jump right into the things that you should check out. This is the Press Play segment. So press play. So first up, Tory Lanez, you know, he released his album, uh, Memories Don't Die, a couple weeks ago. Um, And so he went on uh, Sway in the Morning to tackle the Five Fingers of Death, which is where they throw on five different beats. Um, And, you know, you're supposed to freestyle, you know, rap over them and, you know, try not to get tripped up by these changing beats. Um, and Tory Lanez killed it. Like he, he rapped for, I want to say it was like nine minutes straight, you know, over these joints. And, you know, Tory Lanez is a real MC. Like he can really spit like better than a lot of the dudes that's out here. So, you know, you definitely should check out that video of him like tearing up these, these beats on Sway in the Morning. Uh, next thing you should check out, uh, Offset and 21 Savage, you know they dropped this project without warning last year. And one of the songs on there was Ric Flair Drip, um, which was just Offset. And, you know, it's him, it's, it's Offset being Offset, you know, Offset, you know, you know, swag on a hundred thousand trillion, you know what I mean? Um, that was a Kanye reference for y'all, y'all don't know. Um, but he got Ric Flair in the music video for this. So, you know, 21's in the video, I want to say uh, uh, Metro Boomin's also in the video, and then Ric Flair, and like you know, they just walking around with Ric Flair, like dancing and swagging in front of the camera, and like Ric Flair robes and all this jewelry, and it's it's a sight to behold. So definitely check out the Ric Flair drip music video. Um, another thing you should check out is Big Crit's Tiny Desk. Now I will always put you on to the Tiny Desk concerts that are worth looking at. You know, NPR has this Tiny Desk concert series where they bring artists to the NPR office to perform an intimate set in the office, like, to the NPR staff. And they usually do three to four different songs, and, you know, it's a real intimate performance. So Big Crit was there. He he killed it. Like, you know, I love when, you know, artists I like choose to do Tiny Desk because it gives them the opportunity to, you know, do something different. Like, you're not on a big stage in front of, like, hundreds of thousands of people. Like, you're not at a festival. Like, you're here in front of, like, maybe 50 people with, you know, the acoustics ain't all the way there. You, you're in a small space and you just got to, you know, bring what you got to the table with just your voice and, you know, some instrumentation. And, and I like when people can rise to that challenge and Big Crit definitely did. So you want to check that out. Um, Sade has released, or they, excuse me, cause it's a band, um, released their first new song in seven years. It's produced by No ID. It's called Flower of the Universe. And it was for the uh, Wrinkle in Time soundtrack. And, you know, Sade is iconic, classic, all-time legend. So, you know, anything that they release, you know, from here on out, like, check it out. So definitely check out um, Flower of the Universe by Sade. Um, Also, FKA Twigs, who we haven't seen in a minute, who hasn't released music in a while, um... She is featured in an Apple HomePod commercial, um, which is their their like answer to like Google Home and uh, Amazon Echo and all of that type of stuff. Except mainly for music and like stuff like that. Series a part of it, but I mean it's more of like it's a, it's the speaker is what they are advertising. 
Um, but FKA Twigs is in a commercial where she, you know, the the full commercial, the full video is like four minutes long, and she's dancing in this apartment building to a new Anderson Pac song um, that's called Till It's Over. And it's actually a dope song, and it, it shows Anderson Pac doing some little bit more new, some more electronic type stuff, but it's a song you should check out. But the commercial is dope. Um, Anderson Pot or FK Twigs, you know, I didn't really know that she was much of a dancer, but you know, she does some some interesting choreography here. So you definitely want to check out this commercial. As you know, everything I talk about in this segment will be on the podcast newsletter, which um if you were subscribed to the email blast, should be in your inbox right now. If not, you can go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, hit the newsletter tab, and boom, there you go. Podcast newsletter. Uh, next up, Eric B. and Rakim. Yes, that's right. The iconic Eric B. and Rakim pioneers of hip hop, um, are going on tour. Um, their tour starts April 8th in Boston, Massachusetts, and will go all the way until May 3rd in San Francisco, California. They're going to be hitting most of the big stops, not going to be in Chicago, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, seventeen date tour, you know Eric B and Rakim. So you know old heads, if you listening to this, you definitely want to hit this up. And new heads, like if you want to, you know, hear what like real hip hop was like back then, and some of the pioneers who 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 started like real lyricism and rhyme schemes uh, and intricate, you know, rhyme schemes and wordplay being, you know, centered in in the bars. Eric B and Rakim, they were the ones to start that. Rakim especially. So you definitely want to check out and try and get some tickets to this. Um, next up. As I've told you in the past, Genius, the website, does a deconstructed series where they'll talk to the producer that, you know, produced a popular song and see how that song came together from start to finish. And so Buddha Bless, who produced Modern Slavery by Travis Scott and Quavo, Huncho Jack, um, he talked about how he made the beat for Modern Slavery. And it's actually tight because it samples a... Um, an Otis Redding song, so it's pretty dope, you know, to see how that came together. So check that out. Um, finally, Meek Mill, not finally, sorry, Meek Mill um, did his first interview since being locked up um, with Rolling Stone, and honestly, you need to check this out. I will say this: there are a lot of things that I've said about Meek Mill in the past, and I can say now after reading this article that I didn't know the whole story back then. So I, I have definitely misjudged Meek Mill um, for some of the things that I've said in the past. Um, but, you know, he's going through a serious situation right now. Um, and Freak Meek Mill is always is always the, the movement right now. So, um, but read that, read this interview, because it was very enlightening to me, and I guarantee it will be to you. It was by Rolling Stone. So, so definitely check that out. Um, finally, for the things you should check out, Childish Gambino is, is, uh, going on tour. So, you know, I, I don't think we're going to get a new album, but he hasn't really toured, um, Awaken, my love, I don't think. So tickets went on sale, like, I want to say that was last week. So, you know, if you can, I'm sure there are tickets left now, but if you can definitely get some tickets for this. 
September 6th in Atlanta, September 8th in Chicago, the 10th in Toronto, the 12th in Boston, the 14th in New York, the 18th in Philly, uh, 19th in D.C., the 22nd in Houston, 23rd in Dallas, 26th in L.A., 27th in Oakland, 29th in Seattle, 30th in Vancouver. Ray Schremer are the openers. Get that. Um, oh, sorry, how could I even forget this? One more thing. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z are going on tour. Um, yeah, that's that's real. On the Run 2 uh, is kicked off. The pre-sale started on... What day is today? Jeez. Um, the pre-sale started on Wednesday. Um, there is a Live Nation pre-sale uh, Friday, which is tomorrow when you're hearing this. Um, there's a Live Nation uh, sale. Then um, the the code is Encore, E-N-C-O-R-E, pre-sale code for Live Nation um, for the On The Run Tour, I'm giving it out because I want to help people out. I already got tickets um, to this, so, you know, it's not really pressing for me. Um, but, yeah, it's a stadium tour, so they're they're going to pretty much everywhere you can think of. Um, in Chicago, they're going to Soldier Field. Actually, my Chicago homies that are listening to this, I got some floor seats for sale, 500 a pop, um, two each. Or, yeah, two total. Um, you know, hit me up if you need those because I got a couple extra. But, yo. You don't want to miss this, you know. I, my wife and I, we missed the the first on the run tour for you know reasons that were out of our control, but we weren't gonna miss this this one. Like believe that, and so you know it's it's likely you know it's possible. This is it's gonna be in Chicago August tenth. Um, they're they're doing the Europe the Europe stop first, and then they're coming to the states. So it's likely that Beyonce has a new project dropped before this happens. It's likely that they drop a joint album before the states part of the tour starts. So you know anything is possible. Um, so you definitely definitely want to get you some tickets. Um, that is all for the things you should check out. Let's jump into the rumor. And announcements. So, number one, Big Sean was going on tour, um, and he has postponed that to, quote-unquote, stay focused in the studio because he's been in a deep creative space. You know, it was was the Unfriendly Reminder tour with Playboy Cardi and Shy Glizzy, and it was a really creative tour. He had made it so that the fans get to choose the set list. So... For instance, you go online before the tour and like all of Big Sean's songs ever, not just album songs, like song features he's done are there and you get to pick 20 of them. And I guess they would tally up which 20 songs got the the best, the most votes. And then that's the set list Big Sean will perform in each city. And I thought that was such a cool idea. But, you know, he postponed the tour. It was supposed to kick off April 12th. Um now who knows? So I hope he still keeps that idea when when and if the tour comes back, but for now it's on hold. Um next up, uh Birdman announced that the Carter Five would release this year without a doubt. So, you know, this is the rumor mill segment, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um Prince worked with Janelle Monet on her album before he died. So, you know, we've already heard some of those influences in the Make Me Feel joint, 
but you know her album is coming i think april 27th is when it was so i'm excited to hear where else prince really touched that album uh scissors control album went platinum shout out to her for real she also got some platinum plaques for some songs uh, Love Galore and The Weeknd went double platinum while Broken Clocks and Garden both went gold. So shout out to her because she she really deserved it. Um, talked about Gambino and Beyonce. Kanye West is recording music in Wyoming. Like apparently he's been holed up there for the last week and he's been flying people out to Jackson, Wyoming to record stuff similar to what he did when he took a hiatus after 808s and so there's some similarities happening here and i would be remiss if i did not uh mention them after the taylor swift incident which was an incident where a lot of people publicly shamed kanye and all of that you know you know he felt bad he took a break from music he, you know, he really had released 808s and Heartbreaks in 2008. We didn't get music from him until 2010 with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And, you know, what he did when he made that album was he secluded himself in Oahu, Hawaii, and, you know, flew people out to come work with him, like only people that he really trusted. So now let me fast forward to right now. Kanye did that Trump stuff where, you know, he had, he, he you know, endorsed Trump, showed up at Trump's you know, a hotel or whatever to, like, meet with him. He, you know, spazzed out on Jay-Z on stage, you know, may have had some mental, like, a mental breakdown, all of that. That was, you know, shortly after, you know, The Life of Pablo released in 2016. Now it's 2018, and we're probably getting a project from him, and we hear he's holding himself up in Jackson, Wyoming, only flying people out that, you know, rappers, songwriters, producers that he really works with. Similar circumstances where he was publicly shamed for something, you know, and decided to, you know, hold himself off for a little bit, and then, you know, got into his own creative space, you know, secluded from everybody else, and then dropped a, a project. So, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying it's very interesting that these circumstances are similar. Last time this happened, we got My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. If we get an album like that now, that would be the best option. So, just something to think about. He's been flying out. Travis Scott has been there. Kid Cudi, Nas, King Louie, uh, The Dream, um... Mike Dean, so, you know, these are, some of these people are people who, you know, he was also messing with, you know, for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, so we'll see what happens. Upcoming and recently released albums, Uh, Tory Lanez dropped off Memories Don't Die on the second, it's dope, definitely listen to that, dude has bars, Uh, Common started a super group called August Green with Robert Glasper and Kareem Riggins. They dropped off their self-titled project on the 9th. Apparently, currently, it can only be listened to on Amazon Music, so if you got that, listen to that. Logic dropped off the Bobby Tarantino 2 mixtape, also on the 9th. Tomorrow, Bun B should be releasing Return of the Trill. DJ Premier and Royce to 5'9 should be releasing Prime 2. And Snoop Dogg is releasing a gospel album called Bible of Love, also tomorrow. 
So definitely check all that out. After a short break, I will be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is time for the Dig Deeper segment. So as you know, um, it is March Madness season. Um, I believe that started today, actually, Thursday, yeah. Um, and... You know, that is, you know, a college basketball tournament um, that, you know, narrows it down to 64 teams. And then over the course of a few weeks, it gets down to one champion, single elimination tournament. So a Twitter user by the name of Carrington Harrison, um, you know, took it upon themselves to do the incredible work of creating a Kanye West March Madness bracket called the Kanye Madness Bracket. So it's 64 of Kanye West's songs split up into four divisions, 16 in each division, and then, you know, it's a song-by-song, you know, competition until you get down to one song, you know, which is, you know, the best Kanye West song in your opinion. So, you know, it's very nicely done. It's split up into four divisions, the Northwest Division, get it? the Donda Division, the Chicago Division, and the Saint Division. So, you know, the the name of his three children and his mom. So I decided, you know, this has been taking over the internet. People have been, you know, filling it out themselves, deciding, you know, what the, you know, what their final song is. So what I decided is, you know, I am going to, you know, do this on the podcast over the next course of, I believe the next three episodes, I will be having some guests on to join me to, you know, narrow this down to the end. But, you know, and that should kick off or should end right around the time the real March Madness tournament ends. So a few qualifiers. It looks like the bracket is only looking at Kanye West album songs. So, you know, any of his features, any songs that he may have dropped on Good Friday that didn't make it onto an album weren't considered here. So if you look at it through that lens, it makes more sense. You won't get too upset that some songs were left off. This is strictly songs that were released on his albums. Watch the Throne was considered. It doesn't look like Cruel Summer was. So just something to keep in mind. So, um... Before I, you know, jump into the division and the matchups, um, you know, for this episode, I'm just going to do the round of 64. So, you know, there's 64 songs, um, 32 matchups. I am just going to do the first round so that when I am done with this round, there will only be 32 songs left. And then next week, um, hopefully with a guest, we will go through those next 32 and we'll continue the next round of matchups um, to see which songs will go to the Sweet 16. So, the only thing I wanted to qualify um, before I get started is to talk about, is to just mention some songs that I think should have made this list that did not. And those songs are Two Words by Kanye off of the College Dropout, Gone off of Late Registration, which features one of Kanye's best verses ever, 
Bring Me Down featuring Brandy from Late Registration and Lost in the World uh, featuring Bonnie Iver from My Before Dark Twisted Fantasy. They didn't make the list. It's okay. There's some songs that didn't make, you know, the tournament that it doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, at times throughout this podcast, I will be comparing this bracket to the March Madness bracket and how some of these won because it, it got really tough. Some of these competitions went down to the wire. Um, so without further ado, let's jump into the Northwest Division. Um, it's also worth mentioning that, and I'll include a picture of the empty bracket in the newsletter, as well as the bracket after I filled it out um, for the first round. Um, but they were also seeded, so 1 through 16 seed in each division. Um, so that was also, I'm not sure how much thought that uh, Carrington put into the seeds, but there were some interesting choices that we'll talk about. So let's jump into the Northwest Division. Um, starting this matchup is in the one seed, Can't Tell Me Nothing versus Amazing in the 16 seed. Can't Tell Me Nothing from uh, Graduation, Amazing from 808s and Heartbreaks. This was a true 1 versus 16 seed matchup, if you ask me, you know. Just like basketball, you know, the 16 seed is typically expected to lose because they're getting, you know, they're facing the best team. And in this, you know, amazing, you know, it has Young Jeezy, you know, it's a solid song and most people love it because it was more hip hop centric than the rest of 808s or Heartbreaks, especially with that Jeezy verse. But Can't Tell Me Nothing is a classic top 10 Kanye song, arrogant, braggadocious Kanye at his finest, a song that can get any crowd on their feet instantly. There's no more discussion necessary. Can't tell me nothing blows out amazing and advances to the next round. Oh man. So this so this one this one gave me so much grief, you all. So appalled um off of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy versus never let me down on the college dropout. So appalled features Pusha T. Jay-Z, Psy High, uh, Never Let Me Down features Jay-Z, J-I-V. So this is a very tough mid-division matchup. I believe it was the 8 versus the 9 seed. So Appalled was beloved during the Good Friday series, and it deserved it. It had a pretty solid verse from Ye and then some amazing verses from Jay-Z, Pusha T, and Psy High, RZA, and Swiss Beats backing it up. Production by No ID and Mike Dean. And then you have Never Let Me Down, which is a socially conscious all-time verse from Ye. Two dope verses from Jay-Z. You had Jay Ivy coming through with that spoken word. And let me tell you, there were a few of these matchups that, you know, I worked on this for a few days. And it came down to like minutes to hours before this podcast was recorded. And, you know, the winner of this round is so appalled, it gets the win after a ref review on a shot that may or may not have been after the buzzer. It was that close. That close. You know, and I had to give it to so appalled because, you know, we got, like, amazing, amazing dope verses from Jay-Z, Pusha T, and Psy High to get... You to get dope verses from all three of those people on the same song, a dope verse from Ye, and then you also got RZA, No ID involved. As much as I like, never let me down. 
you know, and as iconic as that song is and those two J verses, Soul Paul just inched it out. So it will be moving on to the next round. Next up is Last Call off of Late Registration versus Hey Mama. Sorry, Last Call off of the College Dropout versus Hey Mama off of Late Registration. This was another tough one. Last Call features some pretty witty and solid bars, but it also features Kanye, you know, telling the now infamous story of how many times he was passed up before he finally got a deal as a rapper. You know, and that's a pretty defining story and something that has fueled the Kanye that we have now. Um, And so, you know, Last Call, for the most part, was most it was more story than it was song. From a musical perspective, however, Hey Mama is a better song. A song with a catchy hook dedicated to Donda West, his biggest inspiration. It was Kanye's Dear Mama. You know, the wind goes to Hey Mama. Moves on to the next round. The next matchup was Devil in a New Dress uh, off of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy versus Real Friends off of The Life of Pablo. Look, Real Friends was great. You know, it was a taste of some real lyricism from Kanye, and that's been few and far between for the past few years. It also came with that classic Kanye wit and that charm. However, Devil in a New Dress is a classic. First of all, that Smokey Robinson sample is fresh. Kanye is one of the best soul samplers out there, and he flows over the beat so easily. Like, it's it's just him. It really is. The Mike Dean guitar solo that separates you know, Kanye's part from Rick Ross's verse, where even though you knew that there was more song, it seems like, you know, it seems like the song was ending. Like, you know, it really, that guitar solo really, like, sucked, sucked you in. And then Rick Ross came through with one of the best verses of his career, hands down. And this was the same year that he released one of the best albums of 2010 with Teflon Don. So, you know, we were really feeling Rick Ross at the time. And uh, one of the precursors i wanted to mention you know and how i judge the winners is while it's which of these songs is better i am also taking into account like cultural impact and context and you know yeah so like you know how how that song impacted you know hip-hop or whatever at the time um that's also something that i'm going to take into my consideration so the winner for this one is devil in a new dress you get you get this you know fresh witty Kanye with one of the best Rick Ross verses of all time. It's getting the win. Next up is Crack Music versus New Slaves. Um, crack Music off of Late Registration, New Slaves off of Yeezus. Crack Music, you know, was a defiant track where you know Ye compared the crack epidemic to hip hop's rise and you know people's addiction to it. He also gave his thoughts on some political conspiracies. You had game on the hook, some drum heavy production, you know, that that choral melody throughout the entire song. Malik Yusuf with the prayer at the end. Um, New Slaves also saw a defiant Kanye, this time against racism, more conspiracies and the thought that black people were still slaves. But now to material possessions, Frank Ocean with the feature, and, you know, I never really thought how much these songs had in common until, you know, doing this. But I think the winner for this one is New Slaves. As great as both of these songs were, I think, you know, the impact that New Slaves had at the time when it was released, you know, I think that takes the cake. And I think even, you know, lyrically, the the 
ferocity that Kanye was was going off on with New Slaves, I think, gives it the win. So New Slaves advances to the next round. The next one is Flashing Lights from Graduation versus Famous from The Life of Pablo. Look, I understand Famous was a moment between the Taylor Swift line, Kanye's flow, the music video, the ratchetry that followed with Kim and Taylor Swift. We ate it up, but in no way is this a better song than Flashing Lights. Flashing Lights is one of my top five Kanye songs. This was a no-brainer. The production on this, the imagery... Kanye depicts in his two verses is fire. This makes a few of his, you know, Kanye makes a few of his best songs while waxing poetic about fame or failed relationships, and this is definitely one at the top of the list. Flashing Lights moves on to the next round. The next is Big Brother versus Love Lockdown. Big Brother was a song where Kanye talks about how much he looked up to Jay-Z while at the same time staying competitive and saying that he wanted to be better than Jay. You know, before their real beef that we see nowadays, this was a sibling rivalry at its finest. You know, Love Lockdown was tight and, you know, the production on it is more memorable, I think, than the actual song. But, you know, the, the 808s really really came in on that song more than any of the other ones, but I think Big is Big Brother, excuse me, is just more of an iconic song. Big Brother advances to the next round. For the last matchup in this division, the two seed versus the fifteen seed, through the wire versus no church in the wild. There's no upsets here, people. We love the way that the throne opened their opulent album, Watch the Throne. But Through the Wire shows, you know, Kanye's resilience like never before. You know, he was so determined to get his album together and make it as a rapper that even after being in a serious car crash that left his jaw wired shut, he recorded this song anyway over a fire Shaka Khan sample. Through the Wire advances to the round of 32. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, I'm still a little under the weather. Let's jump into the Donda division. We have narrowed it down in the the Northwest Division. It will be Can't Tell Me Nothing versus So Appalled. It will be Hey Mama versus Devil in a New Dress. It will be New Slaves versus Flashing Lights. And it will be Big Brother versus Through the Wire. So, you know, my guest and I will have some fun figuring that out next week. In the Donda Division... One seed versus 16 seed. All falls down versus addiction. All falls down from college dropout addiction versus from late registration. You know, addiction makes this tough. You know, that Etta James sample is fire. It fits in perfectly with the darker, more somber tone of this album um, and that song in general. However, no song about addiction can touch All Falls Down. You know, that song is a one seed for a reason. No competition. It's an all-time classic. In one song, Kanye tackles consumerism, racism, classism, and so much more. And that, you know, hook by Selena Johnson is dope. That music video with Stacey Dash. Like, yo, no competition. All Falls Down advances. The next one, this, oh, this was so tough. Monster from uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy versus Heartless from 808s. Both of these songs were hits, but in the end, the win goes to the song that delivered maybe Nicki Minaj's best verse ever. Has, she, has Nicki Minaj ever produced a verse that was better than her monster verse? Who? We might have to tackle that 
question on a podcast of itself. But my, my answer is no. So Monster gets the win. The next is Drive Slow versus Highlights. Highlights was fun and all. You know, it's a song off of the life of Pablo with Young Thug. But Drive Slow was a pretty solid addition to late registration. It had Paul Wall and GLC. Drive Slow gets the win here. Didn't really have to think too hard about that. The next one is Run Away from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy versus Blood on the Leaves from Yeezus. This was kind of tough, but at the same time, not really. Like, I personally like Blood on the Leaves, even though it oddly sampled uh, Nina Simone's version of Strange Fruit. But contextually, that sample made no sense, even though musically it rings off. But, you know, Runaway is a movement. Most of us Kanye fans remember the different stages of this song. You know, the 30-minute short film, the performance at the VMAs with Kanye in the all-red suit and the MPC and Pusha T in that salmon jacket. Yo, this song is all people could talk about when it was released. And after Ye's hiatus from music and life after that Taylor Swift incident, he got real personal on Runaway as he re-entered the industry. I also personally am a fan of the heavily auto-tuned breakdown he gives us at the in the last three minutes of the song. Uh, Blood on the Leaves keeps it close during the first quarter, and then Runaway fittingly runs away with the game after the start of the second. Runaway advances to the next round. In the next matchup, and also a very tough decision, and this was hard, Blame Game from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy versus Roses from Late Registration. Blame Game is a beautifully constructed song, amazing production, you can't lose with John Legend, very solid verses by Ye, and then you have that hilarious outro by Chris Rock, and after all of that, I think Roses is one of Ye's most beautiful songs. It's a touching song that Kanye wrote about his grandmother being in the hospital near death and what he and his family members experienced, and he even got Patti LaBelle on the outro... With the last minute overtime buzzer beater, Roses advances to the next round. This was so hard, and I still have some regrets, but I'm sticking to my choice. Roses advances over Blame Game. Uh, the next one is Good Life from Graduation versus Celebration from Late Registration. That's a lot of rhyming. Um, I love Celebration. I really do. It's a hilarious song. It features some amazing instrumentation but good life can't get eliminated in the first round not with that pyt sample not with that great t-pain feature this was an instant hit and still rings off right now good life advances to the next round and the next uh the next matchup the glory from graduation uh versus get em high from the college dropout the Glory is a great song. Nice sample. Kanye with his ego on full blast. It's one of the most underrated songs on graduation. But Get Em High may be one of Kanye's most underrated songs, period. You know, that fast flow in the first verse, those Biggie references, that infectious beat, the way he introduced Talib Kweli, Kweli's verse, Common's verse. Look, Get Em High all day. You know, fun fact, the... Instru the uh, instrumental for Get Em High was going to be the uh, theme song for the podcast. And if you if you go back and listen to the trailer, which I'm not actually sure if that's available, but in the trailer for this podcast, before I released the first episode, I did feature the Get Em High instrumental. Um, 
But then I thought twice about, you know, getting sued and stuff, so I decided not to use it. But Get'em High wins this round and advances over the glory. In the last matchup of this round, all of the lights from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy squares off with School Spirit from the college dropout. Uh, look, the School Spirit skits are pure gold, but I personally think that the School Spirit track was one of the weakest off of the college dropout. That's just how I feel. However, all of the lights was an all-encompassing track that featured vocals from Alicia Keys, Elton John, The Dream, Fergie, Drake, Kid Cudi, Rihanna, John Legend, and like five more people. It was new Kanye's creativity to the max. Not much to speak of lyrically from Kanye himself, but it's one of Kanye's most successful songs. Two Grammys, four times platinum in sales. No contest. All of the lights advances to the next round. So in the Donda division... The next round, we'll see All Falls Down versus Monster, Drive Slow versus Runaway, Roses versus Good Life, and Get em High versus All of the Lights. Be a good matchup. Uh, next up is the Chicago division. First up, we have Jesus Walks from the College Dropout versus Murder to Excellence from Watch the Throne. Uh, come on, man. Come on, man. Really? He made a gospel song that was getting played on the radio and became one of his biggest songs ever. Look, Murder to Excellence is one of the most intricate and lyrical tracks off Watch the Throne, but it didn't bring enough to knock off Jesus Walks. It was honestly set up to be a 16 seed in the first place. That This song deserved better than that, but you know, it, it had to match up with Jesus Walks, and Jesus Walks beat the brakes off of it. Jesus Walks advance, advances. <coughs> Uh, next matchup, Streetlights from 808 to Heartbreaks versus We Don't Care from The College Dropout. Uh, you know, I can't really explain why I love Streetlights so much. You know, it's minimalistic, very repetitive, but it's my favorite song off of 808 to Heartbreaks. Like, so much passion and distress comes, comes across, you know... Though, you know, he didn't say too much at all, but we don't care the opening song to the college dropout, you know, sets the tone for an album that would speak on so many societal issues in the black community and see Kanye becoming a voice of the people. You know, having kids sing the chorus of that song as well was such, you know, a great and creative move. We don't care advances to the next round. Uh, the next matchup is We Major off of Late Registration versus 30 Hours off of The Life of Pablo. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, the production of We Major is very legendary. You know, it's, you know, the horns really dominate and shape the song. It makes the entire song seem larger than life. Both Kanye and Nas deliver amazing verses um, and cemented that song as one of my favorites from Late Registration. 30 Hours didn't really hold up for me two years later and should have been a 16 seed, um, when in this case, I'm pretty sure it was a 12 seed. Um, we major advances. Stronger from Graduation versus Black Skinhead from Yeezus. Um, you know, it's pretty wild that these songs were made by the same artist. It's also wild that Stronger samples Daft Punk and then Daft Punk helped produce Black Skinhead with Kanye. It's just some interesting information there. Um, both songs see Kanye stepping out of his box to, I won't say his comfort zone because I f don't feel like he's ever uncomfortable um, 
to rap over some experimental production. Uh, Black Skinhead gets the win, though, because of just how experimental it was for the time. And it saw Kanye adopting, you know, a black-centric attitude and literally rock screaming on the track. And it, and it was an amazing track from that album. One of the best. So Black Skinhead advances to the next round. In the next matchup, Gold Digger from Late Registration uh, matches up with Gotta Have It from Watch the Throne. Um... If there's any song that Kanye West fans know every word to, it's Gold Digger. You know, it's one of Kanye's biggest hits. You know, the Jamie Foxx assisted track. It's one of his best songs. Gotta Have It is a great back and forth between Jay-Z and Kanye, but, you know, these Watch the Throne tracks have had some tough competition this round. Gold Digger advances. Um, In a tough matchup, Slow Jams from The College Dropout versus No More Parties in L.A. from... Uh, what was that? Oh, from the life of Pablo. I was like, where did that song come from? Slow Jams, it's a classic. You know, truly is a shout out to old school R&B groups. Expert work by Jamie Foxx. Some highly quotable and notable rhymes by Kanye. You know, got a light skin friend look like Michael Jackson. Got a dark skin friend look like Michael Jackson. I play ready for the world. She was ready for some act. Yo. In, in a solid verse from Twista and that Luther sample is iconic. No More Parties in L.A. is a great song that really made this a tough matchup. The first collaboration between Kanye and Kendrick. It saw Kendrick deliver a dope verse and then Kanye spazzed. In a near yearly occurrence where we get riled up for the old Kanye when he delivers some lyrical some lyrical tracks. But I gotta give the slight edge to Slow Jams just for, you know, it, it came down to at the end of the day, which song, you know, if I could only have one, would I still listen to, like, today? Like, if somebody was like, one of these songs is getting deleted from your from your discography, you could never listen to it again, I would be upset if I could never listen to Slow Jams again. No, party, no more parties in L.A.? Can't say I would be too upset. So, Slow Jams gets the, gets the win. Next matchup is Say You Will from 808s and Heartbreaks versus Good Morning from Graduation. These are the opening tracks to both of those albums. Um, Good Morning is great, and it saw Kanye becoming a little bit more reductive in his lyricism, but also more polished. But what he did with Say You Will was another level. You know, it's the opening track on an album that saw him depart from hip-hop, bare his soul on this, like, emo R&B record. The production is fire. It proved that Kanye really could produce so many different styles of music. And the fact that, you know, I wasn't really put off by Kanye singing at autotune for the opening track of this album, it really opened some doors. Like... You know, 808s and Heartbreaks was a big deal for me when I first heard it because I had expectations just like everybody else with Kanye's album. And then he dropped this and I still thought it was fire and like one of his best albums. And Say You Will, the opening track to that, you know, really did a lot for that. And that song also gave us Drake, you know, going off for like five minutes on that Say What's Real joint. Say You Will advances. In the final matchup of this division, Power from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy versus Father Stretch My Hands Part 1 from The Life of Pablo. Look, we all know Father Stretch My Hands rings off at concert. It's mad lit. I get it. 
But I mean, the bleached asshole co- comment and most of the lyrics in general really diminish it as a song. Power, however, is one of Kanye's best songs. I believe it was the first single for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and the first new song we had heard from Kanye in a couple years. It was a dark return to hip-hop after 808s and even had some rock influence. It was a very focused, like, I'm back track that put everyone on notice. Power advances. So in the next round from the Chicago division, we have Jesus Walks versus We Don't Care, We Major versus Black Skinhead, Gold Digger versus Slow Jams, Say You Will versus Power. That's going to be a tough division next round. And in the final division, the Saint division, honestly, this was the toughest division in the bracket. I had to make some of the hardest decisions in this division, and it was tough to see some of these songs go Honestly, I'm not going to lie. One of these matchups came down to minutes before I recorded it where I had to like finally make a pick. So let's get into it. First matchup, Touch the Sky in the one seed from late registration versus the new workout plan in the 16 seed from the college dropout. Uh, Touch the Sky is an uplifting song, you know, by Kanye. That also brought Lupe Fiasco to a larger audience with his verse. It saw Kanye rapping on his rise to stardom in a way that also touched the charts. You know, we all love the new workout plan. And it it took me a lot to come around to the other side when deciding this. Because the new workout plan was iconic. We all know every single word, every single skit, every single ad lib. And there's no reason it was a 16 seed here. It shouldn't have had to go against Touch the Sky. But, you know, that's criminal. But... You know, it's a silly song. It's a beloved silly song, but it's a silly song. Still, Touch the Sky gets the win here. Touch the Sky advances. <coughs> uh, next round. Wow. Champion from Graduation versus Otis from Watch the Throne. This was tough because neither of these songs was like out of this world spectacular. I love Champion. I really wish it was longer, but it was definitely... You know, Kanye rhyming over a beat we weren't used to, but his signature flow was definitely there. Um, Otis saw Jay and Kanye going back and forth over an Otis Redding sample, and it was the first real single for Watch the Throne. I say real single because the the actual real first single was Ham, but they released it like six to seven months before uh, they started the rollout for the album. So, I mean, Otis was the real single. And, you know, I think Otis gets the win because of it being used as our introduction to the throne and the amazing chopping of that Otis sample. Like, that was expertly done. So, Otis advances to the next round. Okay. And in the matchup that came down to minutes before recording this podcast, Spaceship from The College Dropout versus Ultralight Beam from The Life of Pablo. How do I even begin? Spaceship is easily my favorite track off of the college dropout. Honestly, it features one of Kanye's best verses over a great Marvin Gaye sample. It also features some amazing verses from GLC and Consequence. You know, it's the epitome of Kanye on his honest, socially conscious message. But then there's Ultra Light Beam. It's my favorite song from the life of Pablo. Kanye gets on his gospel rap, you know, joint and creates... A fire song with Chance the Rapper, The Dream, Kelly Price, Kirk Franklin. 
you know, Kelly Price came hard. Kirk Franklin and the chorus did what they had to do. Chance delivered, I think, his best verse to date. But when it came down to it, and this was hard for me because I love both of those songs. But, you know, I think that Kanye's verse on Spaceship is one of his best verses of all time. So if that's the case, I have to give the win to Spaceship because Ultra Light Beam is a great song more so because of what other people did. Like Chance the Rapper's verse is what skyrocketed that song into stardom. Like the entire song is great and everybody did great, but you know without Chance's verse, it's not the same song. But the fact that, you know, one of Kanye's best verses, I think, is on Spaceship, I have to give the win to Spaceship. Because, you know, this is about Kanye songs, and that song had the better Kanye verse, I think, so Spaceship advances to the next round. That was hard. Uh, Next is Diamonds from Sierra Leone, the original versus Dark Fantasy, which is from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Diamonds is a classic Kanye song, but I honestly think the remix with Jay-Z is more popular than the original. Um, Dark Fantasy featured some fittingly dark and gritty production from RZA, No ID, with vocals from Nicki Minaj, Tiana Taylor, Bon Iver, Amber Rose, and more. It had two succinct and focused verses from Kanye, and I almost talked myself into it, but Diamonds in any form was just a much better song lyrically. Diamonds from Sierra Leone advances. Next is Heard Him Say from Late Registration versus I Wonder from Graduation. You know, I've never been the most fond of Heard Him Say, to be honest. It's, it is still Kanye doing what he does best at that point in his career. The Adam Levine feature didn't really move me. I Wonder, however, was an amazing song from Graduation, which saw Kanye really dialing in to deliver some solid verses over amazing production. It combined the bold instrumentation from Late Registration and then added synths and digital instruments in there to create a unique sound. And Kanye sounds fiery on this track, and I think it's one of the best from the album. I Wonder advances over Heard Him Say. Next is Gorgeous from... <clears throat> Excuse me, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy versus homecoming from graduation. Look, gorgeous. It was a sin to match this gorgeous against homecoming because they both deserve to advance into the next round. Gorgeous is an amazing song that really zeroed in on where Kanye was and what his mindset was when he came back after that hiatus. You know, he has no tolerance for the criticism. It's the real making of the artist. Like you can't get through to. And, you know, maybe I'm biased because I'm from Chicago, but Homecoming is a classic in this city. You know, similar to how Common crafted I Used to Love Her, you know, that extended metaphor that Kanye used to compare his love for Chicago to an ex-girlfriend. It was just genius. And then he got that dude from Coldplay on it. Homecoming advances to the next round. Next is Family Business from The College Dropout versus Bound 2 from Yeezus. You know, this may be may have been the only easy decision I had in this division. You know, we praised Bound 2 when it came out because it featured Kanye kind of rapping like his old self over a soul sample. And it kind of reminded us of what we missed. But, you know, I don't think it really holds up, you know, listening to it now. However, Family Business is the old Kanye. It's a very endearing song about family and the types of feelings that you go through when hanging out with your family members and how you can love and hate them at the same time. 
family business advances to the next round. Let's go. No question. And then in the final matchup of the round of 64, Niggas in Paris from Watch the Throne versus Late from Late Registration. Um, Late's a great song, but, you know, honestly, I think Gone should have been in this tournament rather than Late. Maybe they should have had a play-in match to get it to the tournament. But nothing gets me more turnt than Niggas in Paris has and still does. That amazing beat by Hit Boy, the way that both Jay-Z and Kanye bring their personalities to this track and it meshes so perfectly, no question, Niggas in Paris advances. So that is it for the Saint Division. The next round matchups will be Touch the Sky versus Otis, uh, Spaceship versus Diamonds from Sierra Leone, I Wonder versus Homecoming, and then Family Business versus Niggas in Paris. We're going to have a fun time with that next week. So that is it for the round of 64 of Kanye Madness Bracket. Um, next week, I'm going to try to have a guest on. We will, you know, talk through the round of 32 um, and just, you know, really try to have a conversation about what we think advances to the next round. I thank you all for listening to the podcast that is it for the dig deeper segment in this episode you know the deal subscribe rate and review on apple Podcasts. the podcast you know you probably already have a method of listening to the podcast if you're hearing this but you know it's on spotify now it's on apple music it's on google play it's everywhere you can really think of to get podcasts so you know tell your friends and you know i will be back next week with a new episode to continue this series um this is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.